All right. Hello and welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today, we're going to reflect on Easter and what does Easter mean uh, for us as Christians? What does Easter mean for us as football coaches? And yeah, how Easter applies to our to our lives because I think resurrection is something that uh, we all look at and and say, man, that's that's awesome. And then we think about different things in our lives and how some things some things need a resurrection and how some things have been resurrected. And yeah, so just some some thoughts about Easter and resurrection and new beginnings and wiping the slate clean and going 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 forward uh, which has been the theme of a lot of uh my podcasts uh, here this off season because this has been something that's really been uh, been pressing on my on my mind it's something that i think we as coaches should constantly be be thinking about is how do we go forward how do we continue to move our program in the right direction? How do we continue to, to make the necessary adjustments, right, for our program? Because every, every program is different, but it's also, <laughs> it's also the same, right? Uh, because we're all looking to be better next year. We're all looking to to find the secret sauce, so to speak, to be able to help our programs be competitive, right? To be more competitive, to take the next step, right? And sometimes that that requires a resurrection. Sometimes that requires something that was once dead to become alive. And, and that can be awe-inspiring. It can be refreshing. It can be scary, right? Uh, but yeah, it's important that we allow resurrection to take place in our in our own lives and also in the lives of our our football program what i like to do when i talk about a word right resurrection i I like to google what that word actually means so what does resurrection mean it means the action or fact of resurrection resurrecting or being resurrected right um so yeah i like to come to come alive the revitalization or revival of of something right and yeah i like that last one the revitalization or revival of something yes absolutely so maybe for your football program going forward you're trying to revitalize something you're trying to give it new life you're trying to to maybe do something that your football program has done in the past and do it do it better because i don't know that there are necessarily new ideas out there i think there is revitalization of ideas and we as coaches should be looking for hey how do we revitalize this i think of that in terms of fundraising or offensive scheme or defensive scheme and hey how do we revitalize what has been good about our program and how do we how do we bring that to the present day? Because the the world is constantly evolving. So how do we make sure that we stay true to our, our beliefs, our cores, our tenets? But how do we make those relevant to today? 
because the only day we get is today. And we try to do the most we can with what we have. Uh, just do your best. Do your best today. I was I'm reading a book right now uh, called Inner Excellence. And man, what a what an excellent, excellent, excellent book. I'm gonna look this up. I think this is by Jim Murphy, I think is the guy's name. Let's see, Jim Murphy. Inner excellence. Yeah, that is, that's what it is. Inner Excellence with Jim Murphy. Uh, man, what a good book. And that's one of the things it talks about. Uh, I'm like 80 pages in, but man, it, uh, wow, I've underlined a lot. And that's one of the things he talks about, in the, talks about in the book is we're just trying to do our best today. Uh, yeah, because some days all you have is 40%, right? Some days... Some days you have a hundred percent to give some days you don't. And that's one of the things he talks about in that book. And I will put a, a link to where you can buy that book because it's really good. I'm like I said, I'm about, I'm about 80 pages in and wow, what a great book. And it has some things I've heard before or I've read before, but it puts them all together with, with some new ideas, obviously. And yeah, it's been really really helpful. It also talks about how, you know, perfect love casts out fear and man, that's something I think that for us as coaches, as we go into a year, we fear the outcome. And it talks about this in, in the book too, that man, we fear, what if we lose, right? Or what if we don't play as good as we can? And I think the way that we can get around that is, hey, let's focus on just us being the best we can be today. And let's have a great plan. And let's attempt to execute our plan to the best of our ability. And the wins and losses will will happen, right? There will be wins, there will be losses. But what we should be looking at is how can I just be the best that I can be right here and right now and I think that's very freeing for us as coaches, right? It's very freeing to, to be able to prepare, to put in the work. And then, hey, it kind of, it'll, it'll happen how it happens, right? I, for me as a coach, the best day of the, of the whole year is a, the first day of practice. That's a, it's like Christmas morning. Because on that day, and even I, I could equate that to all all preseason practices and scrimmages because we're focused on the process and we're trying to do it the best we can and to focus on, Hey, let's make sure our practice plan is awesome. Our coaching is fantastic. We're getting the most out of our players and we're developing what we have on our roster. Cause in high school, we don't have the transfer portal like college has, and you can't sign guys like the NFL. So yeah, we're going to develop who we have to the best of our ability and let the chips fall where they may, because we can't control talent. I, this book, the Inner Excellence, it's really driving home this point that we can't judge our the quality of our lives or the quality of our coaching by things that are outside of our control. We can only control what we can control. And that's it. We can't control wins or losses to some degree, right? We can't control how people feel about 
our program to some degree. Now, I think we should use a great process to help our program be productive and be attractive. But not everybody's going to agree with what you're doing. And that's okay. Because that's just the way it works. I think Nick Nick Saban said something to this. uh, Well, actually, Nick Saban said this. He said, if you want to make everybody happy, sell ice cream, right? Don't go into coaching. (laughs) Because that's just not how it works. We are trying to do the best we can with the knowledge that we have, with the players that we have, with the coaches that we have, with the situation that we have, and try to make it the best that it can possibly, possibly be. Uh, because that's all, that's all we can do, right? We can't, we can't do, uh, we can't do anything else because it's outside of our control, right? Just be the best, be the best that we can be. So resurrection, right? Easter Sunday, uh, man, as, as a Christian, uh, as a Catholic Christian myself, uh, Easter is a big deal, right? It's something that comes around once a year and the church calendar is pretty much built, built around that. And uh, I was doing a Bible study this morning with coach Plymel, shout out to coach Bill Plymel. Uh, and we were looking at John 20 and there's a John 20 has, how many verses does John 20 have? 31, right? Uh, but I want to just look at verses 24 through 29. Look at Thomas, right? Some people call him doubting Thomas and I see myself in Thomas, right? That I'm a very practical person. I want to see evidence. I want to see, hey, uh, where's the scientific proof of this, right? And, you know, what does Thomas do? Thomas says, oh, Jesus is not risen because I didn't see it. And, man, I see that in so many other areas of my life too, in our, in our football program, that sometimes I doubt that things can happen because I haven't, because I haven't seen it happen. And I can bring some negative energy, right. Into, into that because how this can't happen because this hasn't, this hasn't happened before or in the recent, the recent past. Um, so yeah, there's all kinds of things, um, that, that I can, I can, I can do, right. I can say, Hey, this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to work. Uh, because this hasn't happened in the past. I haven't seen it go through. So I will just shut that, shut that down. We won't, we won't go down that path because oh, that can't work. Right. And I, I see that in Thomas. I see that in somebody that, Hey, I haven't seen Jesus come to life. I, I've had friends that tell me about this, but this can't happen because I don't think it can happen. And I think that's why it's important that we have friends that speak into our lives as well, that we have people that have seen things happen and they share that with us. They say, Hey man, this can happen because I've seen it happen and it can happen in your life, your life too. And then Jesus shows up and he says to Thomas uh, in verse 27, put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand and put it into my side and do not be do not be unbelieving but believe yeah man because resurrection is a wild thing right think something that is revitalized something that has come to life and you know what is that in our programs going forward our football programs right what can be revitalized right what is something that we've we thought ah we we can't do that 
Maybe it's, ah, oh, we can't make the playoffs. Maybe it's, oh, we can't win the playoffs. Maybe it's, oh, we can't beat this team. And, you know, those are, I would say those are things that are sometimes outside of your control, right? So let's shift the focus here. Let's shift the focus to how can we practice better? How can we develop our players better? How can I be a, a better coach? How can I help people who are in my program believe? How can I control the lead measures as the book for the, the book for disciplines of execution would say, right? How can I control the things I could control to help get the outcomes that we want? And we can't guarantee the outcome, right? Maybe a ball bounces this way, a ball bounces that way. But what we can do is try to use the best process possible and believe that it can happen, right? Let that positive energy flow so that we can leave room for resurrection. We can leave room for something new, something to be revitalized that is unexpected. Because if, if we leave room for things, for unexpected things to happen, that gives us so much joy, right? That if there are things that are unexpected that happen, man, that is, that's awesome. I, I don't know about you, but in my life, when things unexpectedly, un, when things that are good happen unexpectedly, there you go. And it gives you so much joy and you say, oh, I'm just so grateful for this time, for this day. So yeah, I hope that that helps somebody out there. I hope that, you know, as we get closer to summer and the season that we leave room for some resurrection. We leave room for the good things that can happen uh, because it will, right? That if we have a positive mindset and we let people speak into our lives and give us good wisdom, and we leave room for the unexpected, sometimes it does. So thank you all for listening, and have a great day.